Were you rushing or were you dragging? That's right people and welcome back to Films of Amigos. Today we're looking at what it takes to be one of the greats with 2014's Whiplash and joining myself as usual is core drummer Sam, Big Dan and the Amigo himself, Francis Lee. I'm part of Schaefer's Top Jazz Orchestra. It's the best music school in the country. The key is to just relax. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about what the other guys are thinking. You're here for a reason. Have fun. Five, six, and... I want to be great. And you're not. We got Buddy Rich here. Little trouble there. You're rushing. Here we go. Five, six, and... I don't know. If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will gut you like a pig. Oh, my dear God. Are you one of those single-tier people? You are a worthless pansy ass who is now weeping and slobbering all over my drum set like a nine-year-old girl. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 21 of Films with Amigos. This week's anxiety-filled pick is Whiplash. <laughs> Dan, in a world of constant terror, horror, changing political terrors, you know, coronavirus, all these terrible things, why did you pick the fun-filled comedy Whiplash? (laughs) I was just thinking back to those those sunny times of of 2014 when a nice little film about drumming was was uplifting, but yeah, as as you watch it today, it is... Yeah, slightly different vibe, I guess. But no, this one always sticks out from when I first watched it. Just the the two main performances, essentially, and just how something as simple as the story is was just done so well. And I do remember the tension from from it originally. And uh, yeah, just thought it was all, all very well done. So that was my pick. Yeah, it does not. Um, it does not let up. Even on a repeat view and knowing like how it's going to all turn out and stuff, it's still tense as fuck. Very, very tense. Three of us seen it already, and is this your first time, Ben? Yeah, this was my first time watching it. I feel, I feel like, yeah, you maybe thought Soul was a bit too uplifting. I mean, like, I'll go <laughs> bring it back down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not forgetting Bloodsport. The comedy. Well, I was thinking soul because of jazz. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I guess yeah. Jazz, music, music piano, you know. It's all about <laughs> the passion. This more about the clinical practice that goes into music instead. I don't think it is. I don't think it is about the the clinical practice. I think this is all about the passion. This is about the obsession, isn't it? This is about you know how how to unlock that true next tier. What and it's like sacrifice. Yeah, what are you willing to sacrifice mm. to get there? Should we just talk quickly oh, yes. about the uh, about the intro? I only just realised, finished watching the film. It opens with a drum roll on a snare, and then it's you're going to be our our key drum technician here to talk us through it all. But but yeah, it opens with a drum roll. Yeah, drum roll, drum roll on the snare, and cuts to black. Um, and I don't know if this it sets is intentional. Up the film perfectly, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it says the film perfectly. And I don't know if it was intentional, but 
in the final scene of the film, there's obviously a very um, intense moment when he's when he's when he's drumming on the snare, doing the drum roll, and he slows it down, and J.K. Simmons is staring into him, and he's they're looking at each other, and it's like that unspoken like lower tempo thing, and then he builds it back up, and I was like wondering like whether that's the same same sound, whether they've used that sound from that drum roll and that snare end scene for the opening scene as well. Anyway, maybe not. I don't know. Probably, yeah, would make sense. I think. Yeah, just a nice. Nice, um, nice way to do it, but yeah. yeah, it's about like we said, setting up perfectly. But it's it's that, um, it's that build, isn't it? You, you know exactly what you're getting in, into. Them having them watched it, and you're like, you just circle back around and be like, ah, oh, it could almost just go straight back into the start again. With with that track, I mean, like mm, with the way yeah. that it's set up. Yeah. I also love the fact that once you've got that bit out of the way, it's, it's a good intro and credit scene. Um, just him and his dad going to the cinema, like, damn, man, I missed the cinema. Oh, yeah. So I, put a, I cinema. put a note here, Fran, about um, <laughs> adding the, the peanuts or the raisins to the, to the popcorn. I've got, that's, <laughs> yes. a, that's a very Fran thing to do there. Yeah, miss, miss the popcorn. God damn it. Yeah, there's I think the nachos, there's, though. I think there's like a, there's, there's two or three things in there, like. Um, really good setups for characters. There's obviously the, uh, like you say, the cinema set with the dad, but before the cine- cinema set with the dad, there's the bit where um, uh, Fletcher comes in and sees him practising. And he... Yeah, um, yeah, just them two, isn't it? Yeah, just them two, and he, and he, he says something to him, and I can't remember what, but he starts playing again, and then when he finishes playing, he says, did he ask you to start playing again? And it's just so like brutal, and it's just that's mm. so timid for what's to come. But it's but it really sets like that tone about just how brutal he's going to be later on. Their relationship—that's the yeah, yeah—the foreshadowing of all the scenes together. Yeah, because it's like that, and then it's the cinema with the dad. It's the girl that he don't ask out. The dorm party that he just walks through and goes into his thing. Um, and then he's the standing drummer in his class, and it's like it just sets up all the, all the. All the um, all the foundations for how he needs to grow throughout the rest of the film. It's very nicely done. All right, that's it. We'll just wrap up this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'd go. Yeah, go for it, friend. Uh, I was just going to put so my next note on that. I just put um, just that J.K. Simmons dominates. I think there's that scene where he walks in on him practicing, um, and you just said it there about setting up um, what it's like. That's that's a very like timid encounter compared to what's coming up. But my god, like it's just one of those roles where I remember him being in Spider Man, and um, he's done a few other like odd ones and stuff. But this Whiplash performance is just like it's it's up there. Like he genuinely like gives you that. Like uh, that anxiety every time he's on screen, because you can almost like picture yourself being—I um, don't know what his name, what his character name is—but like being the main protagonist and just being like, "Shit, if I was in that situation, like Andrew, Andrew. be sweating." Yeah, and yeah, deservedly uh, got that best supporting actor Oscar for for this. Oh yeah, I mean both of them together are, like amazing, but. I don't remember my music class has been this tense, but 
No. I bet they weren't. On, on those keyboards. DJ, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Just press it like even faster. That's not my tempo. <laughs> DJ, DJ, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> T- tempo up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what, what, what I've got in mind now is um, J.K. Simmons's biceps, and I'm surprised yeah. you've not brought it up already. No, I'm glad you. I'm <laughs> glad you've mentioned it though, because um, when Fran was just saying then about him dominating, I like my first thought is like, how jacked is he in this film? Like in that black t-shirt, he looks absolutely like, hench. He's like, always keen like, to get that jacket is off, is isn't he? Skinny. Yeah. A skinny muscle fit. Yeah, yeah, because you know, let's let's be honest. That's part part dedication to his body, and part he's just bought a t-shirt one size too small. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it, it look, it, you know, it, it looks strong, doesn't it? It, it adds to his intimid, intimidating factor. Yeah. So, following on from that, then, so my next note is about um, where he's he's selected. So he's he's beside that other drummer, and you kind of get the impression that, that other one's going to be a bit of a dick and a bit cocky. And then it's Andrew, then, isn't it? Is that did you say that earlier? Andrew's the yeah. protagonist's yeah. name. Andrew's so when Simmons rocks in and he's like, no, I meant like him. And you're thinking, oh shit, like that feeling of being like the most powerful person in the room by being selected by this guy that everybody looks up to. Um, and then I'm guessing, you know, being in, having like a lot of self-doubt, like that must have been, like you can almost feel that's genuine, like the reaction and stuff. None of it feels film-like. It just, you're almost kind of like, I, I don't know for you guys, but when I was watching it, I was just like, shit. I feel like I'm in in that zone with yeah. the anxiety. And yeah, yeah you sort it. of instantly know that everyone within this university, college, music, school is fully aware of who J.K. Simmons is. It's like yeah. just his aura is everywhere, basically. Yeah, and, 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 and like you said, that's the turning point because obviously what follows that is he goes and asks the girl out of the cinema that he didn't ask her before. Yep, he, that you know, courage. He, he switches his focus up and everything on practice, um, but yeah, no, he's, that's a he's, that's a another good scene just to show a hint of that Fletcher character when, like you say, when he says, you know, come with me, and that guy starts getting up, and he basically uses that as just a, a moment to humiliate that guy and give Andrew a little boost. But then there's all yeah, but the, a false the, sense of security as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's just like seen throughout. It. Oh. I think that false sense of security is like a, it's kind of like a running theme throughout some of the scenes. Like he, um, when he first goes into practice with the band for the first time, when he's oh, been yeah. selected and he's like, he tells him to like have fun and, you know, and just enjoy yourself. Hmm. And yeah. then uh, before he like really like steps in and he kind of does that a few times with a couple of other characters as well. Yeah, it's so deliberately just... misleads you into thinking yeah. he's a bit chummy with you when he like talks about uh, when he gets like talking about what do your mum and dad do, and then you sort of see the other side of him later on. He's just talking to some old friend and their their kid, and you sort of think, oh, he's just a a regular kind of guy. But yeah, definitely that. Especially well, the bit where um, where he's saying like, "I'll oh, meet me here." At, was it like half six in the morning or something? And he over he oversleeps. Yeah, so he's meeting there at six AM, and then he oversleeps, and then he gets there and finds out band don't meet till nine AM. Yeah, but it's that even even just watching that scene, like my stomach just kind of like wrenched up because I was like, "Oh man!" I mean, 
You that are is... late to so many things. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You will not make that band, even if you have all musical talent in the world. You will make that band. <laughs> well, I can relate on many levels to that dread and sick feeling in the stomach for being late. <laughs> Text to ten to nine. Uh... If you want to know a little bit more about our friendship, I'm J.K. Simmons, Franz Zim. <laughs> But Fran always turns up late. <laughs> and no matter how much I berate him and lay into him, he just carries on laying in. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, no, I, I think obviously <laughs> later on, if, you, if we're skipping ahead a bit in the film, but they have that conversation later on over, over the table and they're having a, like a glass of whiskey in a jazz bar. And um, Fletcher lays out how his, his whole approach to teaching and everything. And when you, if you, if you take that scene and then reflect back on the rest of the film, you know, um, obviously it's, it's all, it's all very clear as it's unfolding anyway. But that whole approach of just basically constantly putting people under immense pressure to try and unlock this, you know, this uh, god tier of of talent that he thinks only one in every so many people have, and mm. if it, it's a complete necessity that has to happen they have to be put under that pressure or you can't unlock true potential and obviously like you say that that first time when he um like you said ben uh, he's asking about his family and all that and then he just starts say, shouting all that abuse at him about him and he's saying stuff like that's when that's why your mum left and all that and everything and that's why your dad's have failed whatever and it's just it's so horrendous everything's set I- up as a, a trigger it's like and he does it constantly Oh yeah, yeah. Even as a, a viewer of the film, you can like, ah, oh, this must be where, like, the bit where the you know the character just you know is looking, he's on a good streak, and then when's he going to be hit with the you know the bit where the something bad happens and he's got to recover and then rectify issues and stuff, and but then it just keeps on happening. You think, ah, oh, he's in a good spot, and then J.K. Simmons just rips it from him, pulls the rug, he's done something else. Um, so it just yeah, it just keeps that momentum throughout the entire film, even at the end, when you said about them having the whiskey and stuff and he's talking about like what he wanted to like extract from each of his students. And then you're thinking, oh, we're learning again as, as, a, as a viewer. Like, oh, this must be where Andrew gets his revenge. But it's not because it's flipped on its head because J.K. Simmons is just constantly like in control of all situations. Mm. Yeah, definitely. The one, the one thing that I found hard to hard to relate to and, and imagine is why all the people in the band would endure it. Cause like mm. they, they seem to be, he seems to have like a hundred percent success rate that nobody stands up to him and nobody just says, you know what, this is clearly not worth the amount of abuse you're giving out because I, I think watching it day one, I'd have just quit. <laughs> <laughs> and not just yeah. uh, like, like, you know, being scared or whatever. I think I'd have just quit because I'd have just been like, you know what, fuck you, <laughs> I'm not standing for this. He like throws that symbol at him, doesn't he? On like yeah. day one. There are multiple, yeah, accounts of like assault that could have been charged against him. But yeah, I think it's because it's like it's yeah. the most prestigious music school in the country, and sort of. He thinks think, it's acceptable. Yeah, they think that that's probably the only way that they're gonna remain in there. Yeah, I do think part of it potentially you could see it as a Florida film where it just wants to concentrate on Andrew and the teacher and kind of 
the other musicians aren't as important character-wise. Because Andrew's the really only one who like changes over time, doesn't he? He becomes like more. He, he does become kind of more combat competitive towards Terence. You know, like standing up to him. Yeah, and, like and speaking down to his like other other musicians. So I understand the film can't juggle everyone, can it? It's, it has yeah. to has to concentrate on. That's one of my favorite lines later on when he when he shouts at his old classmate. You turn my pages, bitch. I will like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. as well, um, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I do wish it maybe set Andrew up as a character more. Just, I think it just needed a couple more scenes beforehand to cement what his character was like before he started to change. I, I disagree. I, th- I think those opening things, just those little... Those little bits, like he don't he don't attend college parties. He's a bit of a loner. He's you know he, he's still he's still going to cinema with his dad because his mum's obviously gone and and he he's, he's that's like his little connection. I think it's just he's he's down you know he's downtrodden. He's he's the standing drummer, so he's he's not even good enough to uh, to sit in chair and everything. I think as well that family scene, also like. You mentioned it earlier, but but it, that also cements the character piece. So, I think I agree with you, Sam, in that like I think there's just enough like little pockets of info at the beginning because it comes like back again to the cinema because it's inviting the girl out and um, going on the date and stuff, and then it talks about family. Um, but it's the I think it's the scene at the dinner table where it's like, oh shit, this is like this is where you see how difficult it is even in his home life. So you see his kind of like social side, then you see the family side and then like how much of an effect like J.K. Simmons is having on him and his like character development throughout the story. Yeah, because in that family scene, when he goes to dinner, it's like he, he everybody else's, all, all the other kids are being bigged up there. They're the successors of the family. And um, you start seeing that evolution where he, he stands up for himself, doesn't he, and he kind of, Mm. Berades his his cousins or whoever they are, and well, he believes in it. Like, even though to them it doesn't sound like much, he's like, now he's he's committed and he's making all these changes in order to be like successful in it. Yeah, I think just going back to that scene when he um, <clears throat> turns up to his first practice um, with J.K. Simmons and the, and the proper band. There, some of the dialogue is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, all the scenes in that room are, yeah. I think, the highlights, yeah. And, and, and Fletcher just says to, to one of the guys, he says, it might have been, it might be the drummer, but or it might be on a, like, brass instruments or something, but he says, that's not your boyfriend's dick, don't come <laughs> early. <laughs> I'd got that same note, I was like, oh, where did that fit into the film? I'm trying to remember. It's like, is well, it one of the saxophones? One of the, I think it's one of the... <laughs> no. when, he's, when he's saying about Elmer Fudd, there's no Mars bar on the floor. And that's what <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the whole out-of-tune bit that is, is amazing. That's, that's the bit, isn't it? Yeah, out-of-tune. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, it's... Yeah, it's kind of almost, yeah, just berating that kid and being like, ah, oh, but do you know what you've done wrong? And then he's kind of sat there and one of those moments where you just wish... He'd literally just get swallowed up, so he didn't even have to answer it, let alone like have to try and play it under that pressure. Yeah, it's, uh, 
but it's a br- that's a brutal scene, and and, and the uh, the Russian in Dragon scene on the, when he's when he's got oh yeah um, with the drums. Ah, oh. it's, it's the whole build up to that where he he keeps stopping and starting him. Not yeah, quite my tempo. Yeah, yeah, mm. not quite my tempo. <laughs> it almost seems like a joke, and then it's like, oh, I'm going to make it serious, and then. Is that the same scene where they have to like play till like eleven o'clock and rest the band have to wait for them to be ready? No, no, that, that's oh, like about an hour later. <laughs> so many could, brutal scenes. Just out, just out of curiosity, Sam, could you? Like, was he out of tempo? Could you? No, I couldn't hear him. Tell if he was out of tempo or. No, no, I, 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 I could, I couldn't hear any uh, any difference with the with the speed. That they're playing at. It's just crazy. That the tempos are so crazy. Have you seen that jazz music? But I mean, one one thing just for the drums in this film is um, the sound qualities are just is amazing. And if you if you know what you're listening to and what you're looking for and everything, I don't know if that Andrew learned to play drums, but like all yeah, techniques, Miles does, yeah. Because you know when he's hitting the cymbals, they do like hard hits and soft hits and things, and it creates like different notes. And just when you're watching him play and stuff in in certain scenes, you can just tell like they've put a lot of effort and time into that to to get it all so authentic. But yeah, I, I mean, get an Oscar for that as well, sound mixing. Yeah, <laughs> the the sounds incredible. I mean, and I know that you they play Whiplash at multiple points throughout the film, but um, it just sounds so good every time. Yeah. So. Yeah, just a big fan of that. But yeah, I, I'm I were never <laughs> never skilled enough to know what was going on after the band when they were doing everything. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just curious because like um, you you never really know. You you're assuming that he is out of tempo, and that you know J.K. Simmons' character is right and displeased. But then it's not really until like those scenes are very like those early scenes are very like clinical in how they're shot like there's not much camera movement everything's very stationary but then when you get mm. to the final scene and the final you know when it's doing the final performance and then you yeah, get the yeah. cam you get the camera cut in with the tempo of the music and then yeah. if, then that's when I finally start to understand how important the tempo was for the song I don't it's know if like... anyone else got that I just found that really curious like I only really started to get how important the tempo was until like that end bit where where it's switching with the camera to the like almost like the beat of the drum music. Yeah, I mean, I, the... I didn't notice it end, but I, I think yeah, throughout it, you could tell like the the attention to detail was like ridiculous. All the cuts, but... yeah, like how they played and stuff, and like you said, obviously, it, it felt like one of those films where Miles Teller would have had to have learned. Even probably just off his own back to like do the drums just to make it as genuine experience as possible. But he's not like, he's not learning just to play drums either. This is you know what I mean he's like he's playing he's playing that jazz. Oh yeah, and and, and, it, and it, it it's so hard to describe if you never tried to do it. But when you, you're trying to get both your feet and both your hands all doing different things at different times, and in jazz, it's just that's elevated and times by like eight. So like if you're watching this if you're watching any of the scenes, the hi hat, which is the two like symbols that clap, mm. you, you watch the scene it and it, it that's tapping. So that's like doing the counting. And then his hands are just doing all these crazy, crazy fills and drills 
And it's just, it's just, yeah, it's like if he le- truly learned to play to that level for this film, then you know, got you know, you got to give him the dedication to the role and everything. But, but going going back to what you were saying as well, Ben, like about how important the tempo is, I think that's what makes why this it's interesting that this film focuses on their relationship, but also focuses on the role of drumming in 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 a band because drums are essentially like the backbone of a, of the band they provide the timing for everybody else yeah but it's actually quite usually quite like a background role in a band um yeah. or at least i think it is you only really notice it when it's done badly like i guess it yeah if, it, if you don't notice the drums then they're probably being done well but yeah like that that final scene when He's not been provided with the music, which we'll oh. obviously get to. Yeah, you can it's blindly obvious uh, how bad it is. Yeah. What did you think to that scene when he ends his relationship with that girl from the cinema? So awkward. Yeah, that one is brutal. I I did think that was probably the most unnatural scene of the film. Slightly yeah. overdone, I guess, but yeah, just emphasising how he just suddenly yeah. decided to, he's got to just fully invest himself in drumming and nothing but drumming. So, mm. but yeah, especially as I thought their fi- their first date, I thought was one of the most natural. Mm. When you're on that first date, I thought he had, he kind of had that. Um, that realistic awkwardness to it. Yeah, whereas this one sort of felt like he'd he'd probably practiced it about five times before he got to the mm-hmm. the coffee place or wherever they are, and is like, I'm just going to tell yeah. her this, and even if she says anything, I'm not going to listen. It's just going to be a, I need to say this and, and go. Yeah, it's quite. Yeah, I like the scene that follows it as well when he's um basically just losing his shit on drum kit, and he like punches his hand through through skin and everything, and it's. Just screaming like "fuck you" and stuff at him, kind of himself, because he's he's like, you know, just getting that release out for what he's had to do. But it also leads after that to one of my one of my favorite shots when he's when he gets the pitcher full of ice and water, and he, uh. and, he and he drums and his hands are all bleeding, and then just that shot of like the plunging fist into the ice and all the blood just spreading through the yeah. water. Yeah, it's crisp. That's real crisp. Is it? Is that a realistic thing as well, then, Sam? Did he? Well, my, I used to get. Do you bleed that much if you practice? Or, I, I, or is that like? Is it a bit over the top? He's holding. He's holding his sticks in two different ways. If you watch, which is a, I think is is like a more professional, like jazz style of drumming way, where you have one that sits in between your thumb and your uh, and your forefinger. Like. Yeah, and and the other one you you pinch it between your finger and and your thumb. So it's like two different ways of holding. But I mean, I, my hands blistered and I got blood blisters all the time when I was playing. Never, I never got anything like that. But then again, I never played anything like that. So, but yeah, they, you, you definitely used to get blisters and blood blisters a lot. So I mean, it, it looks believable to some extent. I think it's obviously exaggerated um, because I think if you play drums all your life, your skin just hardens. So I think he'd, he'd have probably just would have calloused up by then. But obviously, it makes for a good film. So. Yeah. I think it's after that then where it's the sort of the competition between the, the three drummers to as to who's going to earn their place. That's when they, uh, the rest of the band gets sent out until 2am. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That scene's so good. Yeah, I like that. All the scenes where there's, like, the alternate drummers involved and, like, sometimes the, whichever that one is in the... It's often in that green T-shirt. He just gives him such dirty looks whenever he's not drumming. Just... But yeah, that whole scene where they're competing against each other is, is great. Just going back to that guy, what, what do you think happened to that folder of music? <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally turned away for like phone. a second. Yeah. It's like a second, like, I mm. want to know what happened to it. I, wonder... I, par- I partially thought like maybe there's like a thing that maybe Fletcher took the folder. Like Fletcher saw it sat there yeah. and, and, he, and he told, you know, such mm. specific instructions never to put it down and leave it. But he almost wants to Just punish to screw him. him over. Yeah. But obviously that yeah, obviously... They could, have, they could have done the, the edit a bit differently because it did literally feel like two seconds. A second, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if someone had took it, they'd just be like standing like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they'd be running just like a yeah. down the corridor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got your magic book of spells, wizard. <laughs> oh, there's like a whole thing where Andrew just like... He kind of like unintentionally just binned it. You know, he thinks he's put it down, but he's really just stuck it in the bin and you're just getting like a... Yeah. You, yeah. His point of view of what he thought he did. If it had been later in the film and it was like, you've got to do whatever it takes to, to get on this on this uh, this band, then yeah, perhaps it would have been a, a deliberate act. But It's lucky they were playing Whiplash as well because if, well, you know, how many songs would they have had in that book? Probably a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's a, a a good. Um, that would have been a good like bit of character development, knowing that like if he gets rid of the folder, the other guy wouldn't have been able to play, so he can instantly step up because he's trained that much. Um, I think that would have been a good like character arc and take away from that scene. Just be like, oh, this is how he's going to screw over him. Make sure he secures his spot because this is like everything that he's building like building towards. I think that would have made him too unlikable, though. Yeah, yeah, possibly. He's got to, he's got to be a slower, slower arc, can't it? From from there to um, you know, what's to come, and and you know, we talked about the anxiety and and the tension that builds and how you feel it, and you can't feel it any more than the scene where uh, Andrew's on the bus and the bus breaks down, and then oh. the whole series of events start unfolding oh, where he's running late and he needs to get the rental car. Um, I mean that shot though as well when he just gets hit by that truck. And you're all just yeah. There's one bit that I don't like that much. I think it's a bit over the top again. But yeah, I think out of the entire film, it's it's that particular one. Even though it it makes for like a great um, section of like the film because it's it's been quite focused on like interiors and a, and a drum kits and training and stuff so for him to be like just this brief moment of like rushing um and this mad dash to get the um it's his own sticks isn't it he's basically forgotten his sticks and no one's going to give him like a spare set yeah. um but yeah it just it just makes for like a one hell of like a sequence just to set up like that fall from grace again but um yeah, yeah it kind of takes you out of it with the believable yeah. even if he just yeah. like tripped over and cut his head open a bit or something and yeah it's just a bit a tr- whole accident smashing into him and flipping a car down the stairs. Yeah, just something like that. But I think the car, the, the car crash, 
you know, it's got to play up to the how extreme he's he's fallen into that pattern now. You know what I mean? He, he will do anything at all costs, and that and you're showing an absolute extreme thing like him getting hit by a truck and car rolling everything. Because I had forgot from watching it the first time that then that then he tries to go and play and he and he actually yeah. he turns yeah. up covered in blood all smashed up. Um, and I mean, there's no way they let him play though. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you when he when he's on that drum kit with all blood pouring down yeah. side of his face, you know that bit is unbelievable. But obviously, it makes for it makes for his final um, downfall, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, but I, I thought that was the practice, but that was the actual like competition as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I just thought he was sitting down to do the, like a practice run, but that's the. There's no way they just let him come in like a second before they're about to start the actual competition thing, and then it's like, yeah, we'll we'll just ignore that and we'll not take that into consideration for yeah, our, our that, judgment. Yeah. I, I think I think that's the bit where it feels most like a film, like you say, it's just yeah, a bit yeah. almost too extreme, too over the top. Yeah, because the appearance is going to play into it, even though it's obviously about the performance. But yeah, someone rocks up dressed like that, and it's in that kind of state, like the paramedics, man, there'd be somebody just stopping him and being like, well, you, you can't play. We get it. You know, your admiration and stuff is, you know, and like your, your commitment to it is, is amazing, but we're going to have to pull you off because look at stadium, man. But that's when he attacks J.K. Simmons, isn't it? Is that when they have the, the brawl? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that triggers all that, that section there where, Yeah. He gets thrown out of the college, essentially. Yeah, it's almost like the the ending of uh, Act Act Two. If this were like a three part, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. a three part story, um, you know, he's he's he started off at the bottom. He's um, he's had that character arc and he's risen to the top, and now it like cuts him straight mm. back down, um, and even further, he's fallen even further than where he started from. Yeah, he's he's straight back to the bottom, isn't he? But everything that he's kind of like achieved at this point then it's just like been completely stripped yeah it's brutal yeah well one thing that um i did like as well in in this transition from from um from his downfall i guess to to the next part is um obviously you see a brief conversation that basically fletcher's been um he's been uh, implicated in in a in a student suicide and they're, they're looking for someone to help collaborate the way that he's, he's teaching and, and get him out of the job. And then you kind of cuts from that to, uh, you know, Andrew's in, in working in a coffee shop. He's, he's, he's wearing baggy on iron shirts. So he's like, looks run down everything. It's just those, it's the same kind of little setups again that they used at the beginning. Now, just to set up again, um, the new status of his life and where he's at. Um, and then obviously that, that proceeds to him going to the jazz bar. Mm. Yeah. yeah like- sort of he just ends up saying, just tell me what I need to say. Don't need to this investigator. So he, he, he turns him in essentially, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's uh, being pushed, pushed too far, aren't he? And he's finally broke. Is it this point where he's trying to, I put a note just saying like he's trying to put two wrongs right or just one that he did wrong by. Um where he tries to reconnect um with the the girl from the cinema. Um and you're almost thinking like, oh, something's gotta go right for him, but then she's like, Ah, oh, 
you know, I might be able to come. And then um, she's like, I'm going to have to check with my boyfriend. And instantly just like, oh, nope, he's cut out of that one. Like he needs to just kind of like let that go. Um, he can't like rekindle that. Yeah, yeah. No, he's um, he's fully broken again in, in that, like I said, that, just, that, just showing that it's kind of like, also as well, that's just a bit of karma for audience and it just to see. Yeah. He were brutal and she was a bit more, um, what's the word? She was just letting him down far more gently than, than he did her. <laughs> yeah. I think the the whole um sorry go on. No, I was just gonna say how did people feel about her character? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, that. I, I thought she was the weakest part of the film just because she wasn't in it enough. Mm. I thought she only had about three You can you can't have the date and then you pretty much have to break up. It felt like yeah. she could have not been in it and you had the same the exact same film. It just was kinda of like just one more one more thing to mount pressure on top of him. Yeah, it didn't feel like he was having to really balance those two parts of him. No, because... It's not it, as if they like a, a scene where it's like, I need to go and practice my drums, but she wants yeah. to go on the date and that sort of thing. Yeah, but, yeah. I think it... Because it's all just assumed and, and done through um, their like verbal exchange. You, you didn't get to see it, so you don't yeah, get you like don't... all the context and... Um, There's no context for how many dates they've been on and how the relationship de- developed. Obviously, on, only thing like you say is her reaction and how upset she is that you assume that they'd had they had built a connection, because yeah. otherwise it could have just been the one date. You know, she's yeah. acting, <laughs> acting very upset for no reason. But, <laughs> I think um, it's similar. Have... Oh, sorry, I think it's similar to what you were saying, Ben, about the film trying to juggle. They've obviously got this core like thread running through, which is Andrew and Fletcher. Is that? Simmons character Fletcher, yeah, like that's just it, it, that's incredible. Like the amount of time and um, put into that, and the amount of scenes, it's it's like it's perfect. Um, almost like how they're working with the music and stuff. It's all just very detailed, very accurate, um, and it's given like enough room and space for it to like kind of build. And you can see like the the, the like the climax and like the downfall of all the um, exchanges and stuff. But then the film just struggles to balance all the minor characters. And I think, yeah, maybe the girlfriend's one of those that's just kind of like, it's in there to mount the pressure, but it's not really given enough. Is the film like an hour and 45? Right. Yeah. 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 I'm just thinking if like, oh, what if it was like a two hour film and you throw some more scenes in, but. No, I think the length, I think the length's just about right. I think, um, I think they hit a good sweet spot with the length of the film. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think the length for what it is. For what the story is going to tell, I think the length is perfect. And mm. if, if if they did want to develop the other characters more, I think they would have had to make it longer. Because mm. you won't want to cut the Simmons and him, like no, no. when they're no, together no. and stuff on screen. It's just like, yeah, that's the that's the the whole film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then we get to the the best bit. Oh, well, my favorite bit of the film is just this this setup, the jazz bar, and thinking, oh, he's playing there. The invite, and again, as a as a viewer, like been lured into this, like, oh, we know exactly what's going to happen here. Like, they're going to make amends. That's that's kind of what it's all building towards. Like, oh, it's going to finish with like a good, positive. Well, it's, it's the, the the um the the good job speech 
what you know that yeah. that's an amazing bit of writing and just the whole thing that the two most dangerous words in the english language are good job and it's just kind of that whole thing of you know andrew people people misunderstood my methods and why i'm doing it and in in like he he's saying it almost because he, he he deep down knows andrew could appreciate what he was trying to achieve because mm. the the ultimate love for the music they both share, um, you know, and he obviously says to him, "Can you go too far?" And he said, um, a, a, "A true, a true master would never be discouraged, no matter how hard the push and everything." Like you're saying, it's just that that thing again. It how it J.K. Simmons uh, lures Andrew in and also lures you as the audience in. Yeah, because this, this is this seems like ah oh, the, the the rectifying all the like differences. Yeah, and they're going to tease him up. Play together, so and it's going to be amazing. And then both will be successful. But we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone see that coming? Because no, I definitely no, didn't. I, I, I didn't at all. Like, no. no, no, but it was perfect. Really took me by surprise. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, he's still the villain. Ah. Yeah, he's still the villain. <laughs> yes. He's Andrew up to play this song. They don't know how to play. Yeah. But I, I mean, the the ending. I don't know about you guys, but I, I just love the ending. I think it's so good. Yeah. I, I think that that whole bit, he's set up to fail. His dad's waiting for him and it's like, oh, just, you know, come home with me, come back to your, to your, um, you know, your little life where you can go to another college and you can basically forget about all this and you can leave it behind. But then it's just that thing. Things that will just be safe. It's, the, the Fletcher's actually succeeded. He's pushed him so hard that he has unlocked that thing within him and he's not going to let this go. And he goes back to the drum kit and he just starts playing. And yeah, uh, yeah that, that whole oh, final he, piece. He's, he's pre, he's like pre-song, isn't he? He's come on and he's he's already started off even though Simmons isn't ready with the rest of the band so he's doing all the leading. He's well, he plays like all speech to the, uh, to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. yeah, and yeah. And, and he doesn't even play the song that Fletcher wants to play because Fletcher's <laughs> saying, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to go down with a nice soft song, uh, soft song now. And he comes in and he starts playing Whiplash. And obviously, by this point, you're familiar familiar with it because you've heard it like yeah. two times already before. Yeah, this. The audience, you're kind of like, ah. Oh, Do you know Caravan, the final song? It... No, it's uh, Whiplash. I can't remember. I can't remember. I think it might be Caravan, you know. I think it might uh, be. No, it's Whiplash because it comes in and that bass comes in and do, 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 do. And it, that plays all that. Maybe. We'll have to have a Twitter poll after. Yeah, let us know. Why on earth would they call this film Whiplash? Why on earth would they call this film Whiplash and finish it with a song called Caravan? Because Whiplash sounds cooler. <laughs> yeah, because the song is... <laughs> anyway, yeah, the whole Whiplash, obviously the, the then the additional drum solo they plays and everything, and mm. that just that, that whole... Like shots of the both their faces and this unwritten, unspoken acknowledgement that oh, this is it. This is what they, they what they both secretly wanted deep down all along. It's just this exact moment. Yeah, that know. editing of all the close-ups and that approval from Simmons is just like, yeah. damn. But I don't know if a quick question then. Like, do you guys are you rooting for Andrew at this point, or are you just happy that they've both come to this? Like, just lost in the drums at this point. Just lost in, <laughs> yeah. just lost in solo, man. Just, just mind blown <laughs> by the mind blown by, by the music. Yeah, 
I might have his crash symbol um, tips on stand. And mine used to do that all the time because I had really cheap stands. And I was like, oh, I hate that so much. That's such <laughs> bullshit. Like, as if they've done it in film, but then it's just so that Fletcher could bring it back up and retighten wing nut. I was like, ah, my days. I was like, yes, this is it. Good stuff. I'd be pissed off like... if I were in that band, though, if I were on any other instrument but them drums. Oh, yeah. Completely overshadowed. Yeah, stop showboating, <laughs> isn't it? Like, you know, we're, we're like a 30 piece band. It's like, it's like 28 other members. What are you doing? I just think then, from um, the way they're going to be scored, then, because they're all, they all will have seen Andrew's little outburst and his little, little paddy moment. Um, but then, do you think it's rectified by the fact that, like, he's just able to come in and, and control the entire band without, without Simmons? I don't, I don't think it's a competition, is it? I think it's just a... Is it just a play at this point? They're yeah, I think it's just a festival. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't even consider that as part of it. It's just more about them two, isn't it, rather than... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it, from a yeah. story point of view, yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Yeah. Well, for for us as, like, an audience, it's it's seeing that, like, ah, oh, right. You know, there's, like, a mutual respect at this point. Yeah, because it, it... And it's it, fulfilled what he set out to do throughout an entire story. Simmons has been on his case and he's finally, like you said, Sam, he's unlocked it. So both of them like have achieved what they set out to do. Yeah. Cause it's not, it was never about creating world-class musicians because they're already all world-class musicians and everything. It was about that, that next tier, isn't it? That next mm. tier of town. And they keep referring to all these famous people. That's what they're trying to aspire to be. And obviously it's like, just Simmons when he's like nodding at him, yeah. And just uh, yeah. And there's no audience. You're like, yes, yes, he's doing it. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I love his. I love his well there. The shot where he cuts the bottom half of his face off. So he's, he kind of like mouths something to him, but you don't like. Yeah, you don't see. What you don't like do. get what he says. Yeah. What, like you expression? just get like the. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he kind of kind of like says he kind of looks like he says something to him, but you just don't know what. You think yeah, that's you just maybe you just like... to get the shot of his eyes? Yeah, almost. Is yeah. is that the point where it's kind of like left in limbo, and you're just thinking, is it good or is it bad? Because oh no, no, you're like, you know it's good by this time. Oh, this right. is oh, like yeah. this is like full on into it, where he's where he's been nodding his approval, but mm. then you get a shot of like his, you see like the top part of his face, but you see him like as though he's like mouthing something to him. But you you just don't know what it is. It just keeps still keeps that like area of mystery. Mm. And I, I really love the like shot you get of the dad as well. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. The, the shot of the dad. But I was just going to say that they also how even in this moment of triumph, they still keep the tension where they have the shot where you see the very ends of the drumsticks, and he's like he's doing that drum roll and he's and he's slowing the tempo. And there's almost all this tension in that he could still screw it up at this yeah, moment. That's what you're waiting for. <laughs> I think we've we've been we've been built up as as the audience then to be like just expect the worst. Because whenever it goes good for this character like Andrew, then it's it's quickly taken away from some other like shit situation. But it's at this point where it's like it's just the best payoff, like in any recent film I can think of. Oh yeah, yeah. And the cuts that you mentioned earlier, Ben, when it's 
um, cutting to these like close-ups of the drum pedals uh, of like the brass instruments uh, of people's faces and things. But Foot it's all tapping. in time of that. It's, yeah, yeah everything. Like, and it's just like with each one and with each with each like hard note and, and cymbals crashing and everything, it just cuts perfectly. Nice, good, really good. That takes us to end of the film, then, I guess. Yeah, that's where it cuts. Cuts to black. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did feel, I did feel exhausted at the end oh. of that finale, like, like I'd just been playing the drums myself. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I mean. But it's, it's such a good film, and that it, it so does like, that. Yeah, I think there's a couple of points where you sort of, until it goes silent again, you don't kind of realise how quite how intense it's been until you get a second to sort of to breathe and and take it all in before the next scene. But yeah. yeah. That sort of, I guess, might even be like, it's well over 10 minutes, that last scene of just them on the stage, which is just intense from oh, yeah. the beginning, essentially. Yeah, it feels long. It feels like that whole segment's almost like, is it like half an hour long? You know, from when he arrives at the the actual concert hall. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's definitely it's definitely over 20 minutes because yeah. I remember checking the, checking the time in the film and I was thinking, well... You know, it feels like there's something monumental coming, but there's not much time left in the film. But then it's just all there's no filler in that last bit. There's no filler at all. It's just yeah. it's just like you said. It's looking at its reactions, and then it's just all played over the top of the music, and you're just waiting to see if he's successful at this time, right? In this in this instance, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. It was a good film, really good. It was, it was really good. I'm, I'm keen to hear the scores because I've got, I've got my score, but I don't, I don't want to volunteer it up first. I want Dan to go first. Yeah, I think Dan, Dan, you lead the way. Uh, uh, it, it still gets a nine from me. Just, I think the uh, performances from, from those two are amazing, essentially, and just kind of the simplicity, almost of the story, but just how intense and what was said about how tense and, and anxious it makes you feel throughout which I think it's just something that's really well done for something as simple as a story about someone trying to play the drums in a in a in a in a college essentially. So yeah, that one's it's it's always stuck with me since I did initially watch it in the cinema. So I think I've watched it once since and then obviously re watching for this and yeah. Enjoyed it every time. I feel oh, like I need a big, big break between the, the next viewing, <laughs> some, some time off from it. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you know, I, my score is going to be a nine point five because I think as a film, it's fairly flawless. I don't think there's many things in it that bothered me or I'd want to change, but I will combat that by saying. It's not something that I'd have any desire to watch again. Um, I've seen it twice. I've enjoyed it both times. I've watched it the second time, particularly like really, really, really enjoyed it. But I don't want to watch it again. But I don't want to subtract that from the score because I think as a film, the emotional response it provokes within you, and just the whole um, talent in the film and, and the whole production quality and everything, it has to it has to be a nine point five. What about you, Ben? Um, I think I will give it an eight. I think I think it's I think it's a very good film. Um, 
I think it's I think it's all about the two main characters, and they're both amazing. I don't know if anyone else got this, but it, I, f- I felt particularly the first half of the film. It felt like you were watching almost like a play, almost like it could have been like a theatre production. The way it's kind of like really long scenes and, um, like I say, there's not too much camera movement yeah, or camera work in those in those first scenes. I could imagine watching it on the stage as if you were just watching those scenes in it. There's not much filler or fluff in between the scenes. You don't really see too much traveling. Other locations. Oh yeah, other yeah, locations. Like you very... kind of just get those very yeah. set scenes. I think and that, I just, I, I just love those. Yeah, I think I think that's about building the tension, don't you think? Because if you if you if you've got a lot of camera movement and a lot of movement, yeah, in general, then then it, it allows you to escape from the tension. Yeah, um, you know where where you've got to feel like you're stuck in that room with them, trying to yeah. trying to get the tempo right, and you, you know. Oh yeah, and then and then I think it and then I think it makes the last scene all the more effective, where it's a lot more, where it has a lot more cutting, where you're almost like. The camera's kind of like lost in the song almost. Yeah, it's a bit I'm more just going along with it. Scene, it. Yeah, but then I think that's maybe why as well that scene you were talking about, Dan, where he gets hit by the car. Itself, so I think that's why that seems so odd in the film as well, because you kind of get down, these, yeah. because you kind of get these kind of like long scenes, and then that's that's probably the bit where you get the most filler and the most travelling, because that's never really happened before. Mm. I think I think the only the only really other bits are the the montage scenes where he's training, but I think I think they work in in amongst the scenes. Yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's a. I'm always worried about about these types of films that I won't connect with him because I never played an instrument. Like I was worried about this with Soul as well, but then I'm worrying for nothing because I think the. I think you are you able can, to connect with him really well. Yeah, still appreciate the dedication and skill involved yeah and now i just want to get big biceps like jk simmons as well <laughs> so it's it's inspired t-shirts ready yeah <laughs> that's a real inspiration I took <laughs> that's the wardrobe i want to have when i'm 50 in my 50s you know. most people come out of it wanting to play the drums but ben's come out of it wanting yeah. to <laughs> I mean, I've ordered a you know twenty pack of extra small black shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next time I get to Primark, I'm getting the size lower. Yeah, <laughs> extra small. I've gone three sizes smaller, but obviously it's going to cling, going to cling to go a little bit. But anyway, we'll, we'll have to deal with that. Come on then, Fran. Uh, it's also uh, an eight out of ten. I think. Yeah, technically, I think it's a great film. Um, this is, I think it's my second time viewing it. Uh, can't remember another, but um. I saw it at the cinema and then I've I've watched it for this. Um and I, I enjoyed it in terms of like character setup, the exchanges between um Miles Teller and Jake and Simmons is just I I can't think of another film where it's just it's as tense and doesn't feel forced or like acted, uh, if you like. Um it just feels genuine. Um I love the way that it's it's shot. The, the scenes where the where there's in a band but the focus is on the on the the two main leads um and i think the the simplicity of the actual like story and structure helps uh, quite a lot in that respect um i don't know why it just it always makes me think of like the network and other films that are like i feel are quite focused on a certain subject um but then the reason why it's an eight and not 
nine or, or a ten is because I, I don't think I could return to it. I don't think there's enough in it that would make me want to rewatch. Um, and also like the, the subject matters because I, I thought oh, watching this like, it's about a drummer, but I thought oh, I'm not interested in drums. I like I enjoy music, but I just thought oh, the subject might not be like make for an interesting film. But I, I think that's that's completely like yeah the the wrong like attitude going in. Um, so yeah, overall enjoyed it, but um, it's just so goddamn tense. <laughs> so Serpents. yeah, eight Serpents. out of ten. All right. Well, I think a good pick, Dan. Everybody, everybody enjoyed that one. Yeah, Although nice I also one. think when we pick terrible films, I also think they're good picks because <laughs> they make for yeah, an interesting when chat. You, uh, when you compare this to Bloodsport, yeah, you might get a, a more entertaining podcast out of it, maybe. But, <laughs> but yeah. no, it's, it's a, life's all about you know balance. <laughs> life's all about diversity, <laughs> um, you know, and that's why we're going to go straight from Whiplash to. What we do in the shadows? Oh, yeah. Yes, M- mockumentary vampire comedy. Has anybody else seen this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like five oh, times. Uh, uh, what about you, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, we're all going in second or plus viewings. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a while because it came off Prime, but it's on on Amazon Prime in UK at the moment. So yeah, it's a long time since I last saw it. So yeah, I'm quite looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, that I watch people. Yeah, so uh, I think that's it, isn't it? You know, give us a follow on Instagram, Films of Amigos, Facebook, Films Amigos, Twitter, Films Amigos, all that. Um, we'll be posting what the final song was in Whiplash because Ben is wrong. <laughs> I think it is Caravan, though. My note says Caravan. Oh, uh, do you know, just on flip side, Thanks, just, on flip, just on flip side. Just on flip side, I hope both of you are wrong, but I will, I will, I will, I will slightly retract the statement and say we'll we'll wait for actual confirmation. Now, news just in the end uh, of this podcast. Yeah, news in. Ben stole the election. Um, <laughs> it was definitely whiplash. You know, I know it's whiplash. You know it's whiplash. Don't let Ben tell you any different. My final note says solo after caravan. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Who names the song Caravan? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's by the by. It's by the by. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's it, guys. Let's 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 wrap this up and let anybody who <laughs> suffered this podcast to this point get on with the rest of their day. Um, you know, we've got more stuff to come, more exciting films to come, and contact us on on Instagram, on Twitter. Email filmswithamigos at gmail.com. Send us, send us some more films you want us to review. Um, or we'll just keep picking what we like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, guys. That's a, that's a goodbye from me. See you next time. Ta-ra for me. Adios.